Welcome to Dreamful Podcast, bedtime stories for slumber. I would like to start the show by thanking our new Patreon supporters, David Duckett, April Barrington, Jessica Peterman, and Vix. Thank you all so much for contributing. If you would also like to help support the making of this podcast and receive goodies and bonus content, please visit patreon.com slash dreamfulpodcast. As children are going back to school, whether they want to or not, I'm reminded of the story of Peter Pan. This is such a perfect summertime story because it's filled with pirates, adventure, mermaids, and just the right amount of make-believe. So snuggle up in your blankets and have sweet dreams. children, except one, grow up. In one of the nicest nurseries in the world, there were beds for three children, called John Napoleon, Wendy Moira Angela, and the youngest, Michael, the children of Mr. and Mrs. Darling. It was in many ways a most interesting household. For one thing, The children were bathed and dressed by a big dog called Nana. Wendy often told her mother about a boy named Peter, who she had seen come up to the window while Mrs. Darling told them a bedtime story. Mrs. Darling thought it was some kind of dream, until she found the boy's shadow in Nana's mouth after shutting the window down so quickly that it had been cut off. On the evening on which our story begins, the children were fast asleep in bed while the parents were out to a dinner. All was still and quiet in the nursery. Suddenly, the nightlights began to flicker, wane, and went out. A young elfin boy named Peter Pan and his fairy Tinkerbell flew into the nursery through the window to look for Peter's shadow. With Tinkerbell lighting the way, Peter found his shadow tucked neatly in the dresser. Thinking he was clever, Peter soaked his feet and soaked his shadow to stick it on. But much to his dismay, he couldn't fasten it on again. Wendy woke to hear Peter crying and helped Peter to sew his shadow back on. Wendy asked Peter if she could give him a kiss. He held out his hand, and realizing that he didn't know what a kiss was, 
she took the thimble from her finger and placed it delicately into his palm. He marveled at the thimble and asked if she would like a kiss as well. Peter took a bauble from his clothes, and Wendy graciously fastened it to a chain around her neck. Peter was delighted to have his shadow back, and flew around the room joyfully, waking Wendy's brothers. Peter told the children of his home, Neverland, in which he lived with the Lost Boys, and how it was filled with pirates, mermaids, Indians, and fairies. Wendy, John, and Michael begged Peter to take them on an adventure to see Neverland. With the help of Tinkerbell's fairy dust, Peter taught the children to fly. They all joined hands, flew out of the window, and soared into the starry night sky, flying high over the rooftops and straight on to Neverland. Meanwhile, in Neverland, the Lost Boys were playing in the jungle. Tinkerbell had arrived ahead of Peter and the children. In her jealousy of Wendy, she told one of the Lost Boys that Wendy was a bird, and Peter wished for them to shoot her down. The boy took his bow and arrow, shot at the bird, and Wendy tumbled down from the sky. When Peter returned and was angry with them for what they had done, the Lost Boys realized that Wendy was no bird. Tinkerbell had tricked them. However, Peter's kiss, which was still secured around her neck, saved Wendy from the arrow. When she awoke, the Lost Boys welcomed her as their new mother, who would make them take their medicine and tell them stories. They built a house for her to live in, a darling little house made of wood, moss, and make-believe. One summer evening, Peter, with Wendy and their little family, went down to the mermaid's lagoon. Wendy, John, and Michael had never seen real mermaids before. To their excitement, they spotted one sitting on the rocks, combing her long hair on which the sunlight gleamed like a mixture of gold and green. 
the children were playing on the beach and trying to catch the mermaids when suddenly a pirate ship arrived with Captain Hook and his crew of pirates. Peter saw his friend Tiger Lily, the chieftainess of the Indians, tied up on the ship. In a flash, Peter knew the intentions of the pirates. They intended to leave her tightly bound with ropes upon the rocks, so she'd surely drown. He and the lost boys snuck up to the boat and untied her, but not before they were spotted by Captain Hook. Captain James Hook looked most wicked, with long black hair that hung around his face in greasy curls, a large crimson and gold coat, and a hook on his right arm where a hand should have been. Captain Hook had been seeking revenge on Peter, ever since the fateful day Peter had cut off his right hand and flung it to a passing crocodile. The crocodile had liked the taste so much he followed Captain Hook everywhere he went, hoping to someday catch him. Fortunately for Hook, the crocodile had once swallowed an alarm clock, and it ticked so loudly the captain could always hear it coming. There was a fierce fight between the pirates and the children until the tick-talking crocodile returned for Hook. The lost boys stole a small boat and rode safely away with Tiger Lily in it. Hook gave up the fight for fear of the crocodile, and the pirates were forced to flee with their captain. Some days later, in the Lost Boys' underground home, Wendy cooked supper and looked after Peter and the Lost Boys. She began to talk of missing home, worried their parents would forget all about them. Michael and John also became homesick and wanted to return to their parents. Upset that Wendy would ever want to leave him, Peter sent her and the Lost Boys away Wendy cared for Peter deeply and asked that he at least be a good boy and take his medicine every night. As each child came above ground, Captain Hook and the pirates quietly seized them one by one. Peter was unaware of their fate as he lay in bed and sobbed himself to sleep. Hook, with a terribly wicked plan, creeped down the door of the cave, stretched his arm inside, and poisoned Peter's medicine left by Wendy. Peter woke to the sound of Tinkerbell ringing and fluttering about excitedly. She told Peter of the kidnapping of the lost boys and the children. He quickly snatched up his sword then reached for his medicine to stop her beloved Peter from drinking the poisoned concoction. Tinkerbell committed an act of self-sacrifice and drank it. 
Tinkerbell began to die, her light dimming fainter and fainter. In a frenzy of panic and grief, Peter made a tearful appeal to all children. Do you believe in fairies? asked Peter. If you believe in fairies, clap your hands. Please clap your hands to help save Tinkerbell. As his cry rang round the world, there came an echo of sound as millions of little hands clapped in reply. All the children clapped and prayed. I do believe in fairies. I do, I do. Tinkerbell, whose light was almost extinguished, began to grow brighter and brighter. The merry sound of tinkling became stronger and stronger. She was once more well, and she and Peter set forth to rescue the boys and Wendy. On board the pirate ship, the pirates celebrated the capture of the children and the death of Peter Pan. Just as Hook began to order the children to walk the plank, Peter flew onto the ship to save the day. Hook was furious, and a daring final fight between all of the pirates and children ensued. That man is mine, cried Peter, pointing to Hook. The enemies were closed in combat, each determined to defeat the other. Step by step, swords clashed, and Hook was driven back to the side of the ship. He felt himself weakening. In despair, he cried out, Who are you, Pan? I'm youth, cried Peter. I'm youth. I'm joy. With that, Hook jumped overboard and fell into the jaws of the crocodile below. The children gleefully celebrated their victory. As Tinkerbell sprinkled the ship with fairy dust, the ship's now glittering sails unfurled and it took flight from Neverland. The children returned home, and Wendy, Michael, and John climbed through the nursery window to be reunited with their mother and father. Mr. and Mrs. Darling welcomed the lost boys, and to their delight, asked them to be part of the family. Peter, however, realized that this would mean that he would finally have to grow up. Though he loved Wendy, he decided that he didn't want to grow up and would return to Neverland. Mr. and Mrs. Darling agreed that Wendy would fly to Neverland once a year in the spring to visit Peter.
High in the treetops of Neverland, Tinkerbell placed the little house that was built for Wendy. In the evening twilight, all the velvet treetops are twinkling with tiny lights. The still air is filled with the singing of birds and the ringing of hundreds of little fairy bells. But the sweetest sound of all is the melody of Peter Pan's flute as he sits outside the little house and calls to the spring to make haste. Because with the spring comes Wendy.